What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So, Happy New Year, everyone. It is January 1st, 2022, and all I have to say about that is fuck 2021. Worst year ever. We're a little late on this week's episode because I got caught in that 50-year storm that hit the Sierra Nevadas. It had all the freeways closed, 50, 80, 88. Everything was closed. I was only supposed to be gone from Thursday to Sunday, but I didn't even get home until the next Thursday night. It was something else. I'd never even seen snow fall. And we're driving up there through the fucking mountains. And maybe five miles before we even hit the snow, there are crazy motherfuckers putting chains on. Now, obviously, these are Californians. We are not used to snow. But as I'm looking at these fools stopping in the middle of the freeway lanes to put chains on, I can tell like 90% of them are Bay Area motherfuckers. Yeah, I can spot you bitches a mile away. I'm one of you. I see you. So we're driving and there is like chain chunks flying back at us. People are beating the hell out of their cars. I'm just like, what the fuck are you people thinking? Luckily, I had snow tires and a four wheel drive, so I didn't even have to deal with chains. But absolute nightmare trying to drive on the roads with snow and Californians and their dumbass Prius. But I did get to build my first snowman. I got to see my first snowfall. It was hella cold. I'm glad it was a one-time deal. Hopefully we don't ever have to do it again. But yeah, I guess uh, seeing snow and fall is something everyone should do at least one time in their life. Garrett ended up getting me some kratom trees. So I'm gonna try to grow my own kratom over the next year or two. And speaking of kratom, this sub on Reddit I talked about called Kratom Freedom, where I'm a moderator, has gotten like 175 new subscribers. So if that's you guys, that's what's up. Thank you. Put your questions there and the mods will be happy to answer it. And speaking of Reddit, there is another sub I'm a mod on and it's called The Fight Back. And it's COVID related. It's different organizations and people that are fighting against the tyranny. And it's a great place to come for information and to try to organize with your area of the world to fight this bullshit. Because if we do not stop this now, it will 100% be the end of humanity. Now, I know I talk about COVID a lot. It's not like I want to. I feel like I have to. There's usually just one side of this coin being put out for everyone. And if I don't say bullshit, that's not the truth. Who knows who's going to? So I just kind of feel like I have to. I don't fucking want to talk about Kabobo 19 all the time, but it's like the largest conspiracy in most of our lifetimes. And it seems like every single day, some aspect of the conspiracy is proven to be true. So that's kind of why we touch on Kabobo 19 so much here. And speaking of Kabobo 19, unfortunately, Betty White died yesterday. And I don't know if you guys know this, but she had had her booster on December 28th. They literally killed an American icon. This means war. Fucking bullshit. I know there's been like over 200 pro athletes that have suddenly and unexpectedly dropped dead from heart attacks and strokes 
recently, but I don't know if anybody has put together a list of celebrities that have dropped dead after taking the booster. That would be very interesting to see the numbers there. But it's all fucking horrible. None of it's good. I don't like to see anybody hurt. I don't want to see anybody maimed. I don't care what your political leaning is. I don't wish harm upon you. And if you're one of those people that actually wishes harm on your fellow man because they don't agree with some ideological bullshit that you have, you need to literally reevaluate your life. And if you don't think there are people out there that actually cheer on their fellow human's death, you're absolutely wrong. On Reddit, there is a whole sub called the Herman Cain Awards, where lunatics get together and celebrate the death of anybody who is unvaccinated who died of COVID. I'm not even fucking joking. And somehow Reddit allows this sub to remain. As a matter of fact, on the conspiracy sub today, there was a person who said that they were a nurse in an ICU ward and it was a ask me anything. So I started asking about the types of treatment they give their patients. I asked about the children hospitalizations. And this person was completely uneducated. They had never heard of Kabobo 19 causing oxidation within the body. They had not heard Fauci admit that all these kids in the ICU dying at Kabobo. Well, it's just because they were tested while in the hospital and happened to be positive. They weren't actually admitted to the hospital because of Kabobo. And you may be wondering why hospitals are reporting on these cases. Let me give you a little a breakdown of the way hospitals are paid. They get a free required PCR test in the emergency room or upon admission for every single patient. It is government paid. There's an added bonus payment for each positive COVID-19 diagnosis. There is another bonus for COVID-19 admission to the hospital. A 20% boost bonus payment from Medicare on the entire hospital bill for the use of remdesivir instead of medicines such as ivermectin. Another and larger bonus payment to the hospital if a COVID-19 patient is mechanically ventilated, which by the way, we know at this point is what killed most of the people in the early days of COVID. More money to the hospital if cause of death is listed as COVID, even if the patient did not die directly of COVID-19. A COVID-19 diagnosis also provides extra payment to the coroners. The doctors, pharmacies, they're all getting paid a bonus per Kabobo 19 shot they give people. So there is a huge financial incentive for all of these people involved to push the Kabobo vaccine. And like I always say, I'm using vaccine in the loosest possible terms, considering this shit is not a true vaccine. And from the start, our government has marketed this whole Kabobo 19 booster and all the vaccines as you don't want to kill grandma, right? Well, let's just kind of break down who is killing grandma. First, they created a culture where it's acceptable to dump grandma in a neglectful care home in the first place. They further isolated our grandparents from our families and friends using psychopathic COVID measures as a pretext. 
many times do not resuscitate orders were placed on our grandparents, ignoring and against their own wishes and wishes of the family. They place COVID sufferers into these care homes with our grandparents preemptively to quote unquote ease the burden on and not overwhelm the hospitals. They returned our grandparents with COVID to their care home to quote unquote ease the burden. They offer no treatment to our grandparents besides ventilators and respiration inhibiting drugs like diazepam. They're terrifying our grandparents with sensationalistic fear porn and propaganda. So they don't want to see their loved ones and they're actually terrified of them. They demonize, threaten, and fire caring care home staff so that the homes are either understaffed or staffed by the undertrained and apathetical. They ensure all possible grandparental deaths are ascribed to COVID, either quote unquote with or simply assumed like no autopsy has been done. They ensure all of our grandparents are fully vaccinated, sometimes forcibly. This is how they've created this nightmare that we're in with the thousands of deaths at the care homes, with families separated from each other, from the elderly basically secluded away in these care homes, no contact with any loved ones, no contact with anybody outside the nursing home staff. It's a fucking dystopian nightmare come to life. But that's what they did. They successfully have done this now for two years. And none of these governors like Dictator Newsom or fucking Como, they were never held accountable for the tens of thousands of deaths they caused by putting COVID-infected patients in care homes with the sick and the elderly, the immunocompromised. Any moron anywhere knows these care homes are a hotbed of bacteria and viral outbreaks. Once a virus or bacteria is introduced to a care home, it spreads like wildfire. It's because all these people are living in close quarters. You have nurses going from patient to patient, and that's how these viruses get transmitted. So they literally took out tens of thousands of grandparent age Americans. And a lot of people believe this is so the government would save some money on pensions and social security. Absolutely evil. And now we have this latest mutation, the moronic strain, which check this out. This is the top five symptoms of Omicron. Runny nose, headache, fatigue, sneezing, sore throat. Well, fuck. I've heard the nighttime sniffling, seizing, coughing, achy, stuffy head fever so you can rest solution is NyQuil. Get the fuck out of here. So before we move on from Kabobo, let me just put this out here. If your doctor prescribes you medication without asking first about your diet, your sleep, your exercise routine, your water consumption, whether you have any structural issues and the stress in your life, you don't have a doctor, you have a drug dealer. Yes, I said that. These doctors get bonuses and freebies from Big Pharma just to dope you up. When a lot of time, exercise, eating right, and drinking a shit ton of water can take away most of your ailments. But moving on from Kabobo nonsense. Last week, I was telling you guys about a bunch of politicians that had been caught either 
in some type of child abuse situation or child exploitation material situation that the media rarely ever talks about. I told you about the two CNN producers that have been busted now. So it's kind of like an epidemic of these disgusting pedophiles. But right after I put that last episode up, a bunch of stories started to break. And they were stories about police involved with exploiting sex trafficking victims. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that right now. A lot of my previous episodes, I've talked about or suggested sometimes the police are involved in these pedophile rings or the sex trafficking rings. And now we've got some confirmation. In Fairfax, Virginia, the county police department and former chief Ed Roslier were named in a civil rights lawsuit filed in federal court that accuses the FCPD officers of protecting a sex trafficking ring in Northern Virginia. Civil rights leader Victor Glassberg filed the lawsuit back in October. I don't know why we're just hearing about this now. On the behalf of a Costa Rican woman who claimed that the FCPD officers would tip off the sex trafficking ring to stop its online ads prior to a police sting operation. In exchange for them doing this, the woman would provide the officers with sex. Last week, Glassberg updated the lawsuit to include the FCPD officers Michael O. Barbazet of Manassas and Jason J. Mardoko of Gainesville. Court documents say the sex trafficking ring operated from 2010 to 2012. But these are just civil lawsuits. These are not criminal charges. And I'm wondering why that these people who have been paid to protect the communities are exploiting the vulnerable like this. And you know damn well if it's happening there in Virginia, it's happening in other places and they just haven't been caught. And the Virginia report isn't the only report to surface where our law enforcement agents are actually involved. A multi-year investigation into an international sex trafficking ring fell apart because federal agents were sexually exploiting the trafficking victims. This story is coming from NBC Miami. One attorney who briefly represented one of the victims recalled his shock listening to audio recordings from the investigation dubbed Operation Asian Touch. The women were forced to live and work in filth and near darkness, the federal agent said, surviving on the only the tips they received from performing the quote-unquote massages and sexual favors. Lou Wiegland, deputy special agent in charge of the Homeland Security Investigations in Arizona, described them as Asian females who may be sex trafficking victims. He praised the joint operation between the federal agents and local police in western Arizona that led to the rescue and credited, quote, investigative techniques with helping to crack a transnational criminal organization. What Wigland didn't say at that press conference back in September 2018, although Homeland Security investigative documents show some supervisors knew, was that federal undercover agents repeatedly paid for and engaged in sex acts with the suspected victims. That fact, coupled with the HSI's refusal to let its agents testify, caused the collapse of a case that was more than three years in the making. All felony charges against the alleged ringleaders were dropped. 
Sex trafficking experts said the women were likely re-traumatized. Well, no shit. Defense attorneys were outraged when they learned of the agent's actions. That's our tax money, said attorney Josephine Hallam, whose grandfather was a former U.S. Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black. Shouldn't they be at the border doing something with terrorists rather than getting into sex acts? So apparently the HSI is the largest investigative unit in the Department of Homeland Security, which was created in the wake of the September 11th attack. September 11th was an inside job, side note. Some 7,000 HSI agents have wide-ranging authority to investigate a variety of cross-border crimes, such as sex and human trafficking. But for all of its power and scope, the HSI has received relatively little public attention. And as a matter of fact, the last update on this story was back in 2020. So that's it. It's literally kaput. These people were never brought to justice and the victims were left in these situations. That in itself should be criminal. According to the HSI's own documents, statements by local police and the federal government's response refute the idea that this was just actions of some rogue agents. Police in Lake Havasu City and Bullhead City, near the border with California and Nevada, where the investigation occurred, said they were told by the HSI that undercover agents may engage in sex acts with suspects, aka victims. Detectives were informed by the HSI that the undercover sexual activity was authorized, and Emily Fromel from the Bullhead Police gave that statement. It is illegal in Arizona, as many other states, for police to engage in sexual activity with subjects of an investigation. So apparently there's a leaked policy handbook, and it's confirmed by retired HSI senior agent Louis Garcia, which describes how, with supervisor approval, undercover agents can engage in otherwise illegal activity. While it gives some hypotheticals, the handbook says nothing about undercover sex. The existence of this handbook was confirmed in 2017 when the Department of Homeland Security released its HSI Special Agent Manual Index in response to a Freedom of Information Act request. The ICE spokeswoman said she couldn't comment on any document not released by the agent. So this particular sex trafficking investigation began back May 2016 after Havasu police received complaints that a local massage parlor were being used as houses of prostitution. Police called in the HSI in 2018 on suspicion the women might be victims of human trafficking. Over a nearly five-month period, HSI undercover agents documented 17 sexual encounters with women working in eight massage parlors. Many of the contemporaneous reports were signed by supervisors. Ultimately, two women were designated as victims and their whereabouts are unknown. Two other women were charged with prostitution or initially put in ICE detention, though only one still faces deportation hearings. So these girls were victimized, not only by their sex traffickers, but by agents of American law enforcement. It's, it shouldn't be mind-boggling at this point that this kind of shit goes on. But every time I see a story like this, I just get a sick feeling in my stomach. It's like, who can we trust if our own law enforcement is engaging in the re-victimization of these women? It's absolutely 
abominable. Another a problem in sex trafficking investigations happened very publicly in Hawaii. In 2014, the lawmakers there banned on-duty police officers from engaging in sexual conduct. A year later, a sex trafficking investigation involving Honolulu police and HSI fell apart after the city's chief prosecutor refused to pursue sex assault charges against the woman police arrested. A defense lawyer and undercover officer had stripped naked and made one woman touch his genitals. HSI's exact role in the investigation was unclear, but senior HSI agent in Hawaii was among five officials who signed a public letter in which the police defended their operation. These kinds of stories are out there, but they are not easy to find. Google will not show you any of them, maybe 1%. So I've been trying Bing and DuckDuckGo and you get better results and it'll just give you more stories and a better idea of what's going on. But... You have to wonder, if this is the stuff that's made public, what hasn't been made public? What don't they know about, and what are they covering up? Because I guarantee you there's some more fuckery going on. Now, while we're on the subject of sex trafficking, Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty last week. Guilty on five of the six charges. She faces up to 70 years in prison. But what I'm wondering is... Where are all these powerful males that were having sex with the underage girls? Is it not a problem to anyone that they're not being prosecuted? And is there no need to identify them, prosecute them? What the hell is going on? So it's really convenient for all these perpetrators is the Comey family have once again protected the elite. While Maxwell was found guilty and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, We'll never know the lengths and depths of his network of perverts and franks. We'll never know who was funding the kidnapping, child rape, and blackmailing. And you can thank Comey for this. She and the judge have decided to seal all the documents regarding this case. Therefore, protecting any powerful man or female, we don't know, that was involved in trafficking these girls. But nobody cares. I mean, people have already kind of forgotten about it, and they probably won't talk about it again until her sentencing hearing. So I don't know. We should start taking bets on when Ghislaine Maxwell is going to suicide herself, because I guarantee that chick is not going to last very long in the prison. Oh, and check this out. That smug prick, Piers Morgan. Recently, some photos of him and Ghislaine has surfaced. That motherfucker, I really hope to never see him on any American television station ever again. Can't stand that guy. And along with Piers, there's photos of Ghislaine at Bill Clinton's daughter's wedding. There's just like a who's who of people that were involved in this case. And like I said, they're all protected now. We will never know the depths of who was involved. So moving on now, in the latest censorship war, Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology, has been suspended from Twitter. No shit. This was his last tweet. The Pfizer inoculations for COVID-19 cause more harm than good. And he posted a video. Pfizer six-month data shows that the Pfizer COVID-19 inoculation caused more illness than they prevent plus an overview of the Pfizer trial flaws in both design and execution. This got him banned from Twitter. 
So after that happened, he was fucking livid, and apparently he was on the Joe Rogan show. I think that was yesterday. I haven't listened to it. I briefly, like, pulled it up on Spotify. It's hella long. It's, like, three hours, but I'm sure it's a really educational and informative listen. So I would recommend anybody that has questions about Kabobo and the vaccinations, give it a listen because Dr. Robert Malone knows what's up. He's calling people out, calling people out who are on the top too. So hopefully he does not get suicided. I did notice last year he put this little, (laughs) he put out a tweet that says, I'm not suicidal. I'm, you know, I'm not depressed. So unfortunately you have to do that now you speak out against a narrative and you have a platform you are at real risk of meeting an untimely end another thing our selective mainstream media has really failed to report on is that the ceo of delta airlines ed bastian asked the cdc to reduce her recommended quarantine time from 10 days to five for vaccinated people because of a workforce impact This is not a health decision. Okay, you guys, this is ridiculous and unscientific policy. And the CDC just literally seems to be pulling shit out of their ass at this point. And the CDC director, what is that bitch's name? Hold on. Walensky, that's what it is. So basically what she's saying about the reduction of the quarantine, and I'm quoting, it really had to do a lot with what we thought people would tolerate. It's like, really? That sums it all up right there. This tyranny is all about as much as the people will tolerate. This shit ends when people stop complying. We now even have the New York State Department of Health Director, Dr. Mary Bassett, deceptively reporting on the severity and frequency of pediatric COVID cases was not meant to scare people, but instead it was meant to motivate parents and pediatricians to vaccinate their children. It's an all-out war on people's kids now. But at this point, with all of the information out there, you need to fight with everything you have so they don't inject your kid with this poison. Now, before we get out of here today, I'm just going to go over some of last year's mainstream media hoaxes. So, we have in January, they are conspiracies. And then as of December... They are facts. We have Hunter Biden's laptop was real, and it was not a Russian disinformation op. The CIA manufactured the Russian bounty story. The FBI infiltrated and led the Governor Whitmer kidnap plot. The lab leak theory is now the most likely pandemic origin. Trump supporters did not kill anyone at the Capitol on January 6th last year. Hillary's campaign manufactured the Russia collusion hoax. In Kenosha, Kyle Rittenhouse acted in pure self-defense. And that was after hours and hours of demonization by the mainstream media. You were blocked. You were given violations on Instagram if you showed any type of support for him. And we've got The shots don't prevent infection or transmission. As of this moment right now, there is a tweet up from the Pfizer CEO saying that the COVID vaccination will 100% prevent transmission. Joe Biden has even said that bullshit too. But for some reason, they are not fact-checked. 
So I'm sure there are some other hoaxes and conspiracies the mainstream media push that I've missed. It was a very busy year for that kind of shit. But just like I always say to you guys, make sure you dig into information. Dig in and go down the rabbit hole. Because a lot of times you'll start to find conflicting information. And that should lead any reasonable person to go further to find the truth. Now, before I get out of here today, I found an interesting article that kind of breaks down why seemingly intelligent, educated professionals are easily tricked by the media's propaganda. And if you've noticed, there's one thing that's kind of been a repetitive situation for the past two years, and it's shocking ease that a certain group of people within the population have just fallen into lockstep with the media's narrative despite that messaging often making no sense at all, so much so that even simple memes have exposed the logical flaws, certain people just fell in line with the messaging. Not only that, these people evangelize the fake messaging as if it were their new religion. What's even more strange is these people are often not stupid. Although we sometimes mock them as such, Many are educated, and in fact, most are college-educated, and many are professionals. So, how did the well-educated professional managerial class get so easily tricked during the pandemic? Well, the answer is actually very simple, and it all comes down to their relationship with authority and how it shaped their view of the world. In most modern Western countries, and specifically America, if you come from a standard, well-adjusted home, you can achieve a decent level of success simply by following the instructions of various authority figures you meet along the way. For example, if you listen to all your teachers in elementary school, all of your teachers' counselors, and you do the same thing in high school through college, when you get your first job out of college, you will continue to listen to and obey those in authority above you. And over time, you will achieve pretty decent personal success at least by most metrics. By obeying authority figures, you actually live a pretty easy life that always seems to be on the right track. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. I'm not bashing the notion of listening to authority figures. However, that strategy starts to backfire when those authority figures are no longer interested in your best interests. When things start to go bad and people in charge are no longer interested in seeing you do well, suddenly following their orders becomes the very wrong thing to do. This is where we stand today. While for decades, following authority figures and their instructions has been a pretty good recipe for personal success, it starts to break down when those people in charge are no longer acting in good faith. Following orders is good when the cause is right, but when the cause becomes wrong, following orders only feels that wrong. However, this fact is hard to believe for someone who spent their entire life obeying authority figures. They can't simply abandon the thought process and system that got them everything they own and are proud of. Their education, their degree, their house, their car, all that material shit all came from obeying people in charge. So now when you ask them to disregard authority figures like Dr. Fauci or other doctors towing the line, other scientists on TV, it's impossible for them to do so. They believe you're the problem for disobeying authority. And if you just fell in line, your life would get better and the problem would go away. So that was like a kind of summarization from an article I found on a website called The Culture Chronicles. 
go check it out if you want to see the full article. It's pretty informative and it does make a little bit of sense. So that's about it for today. I just want to say what's up to all my listeners. Thank you so much for making this year a huge year for people downloading my podcast. I have like 35 countries, well actually 36 including America, but it seems like more and more people are waking up and saying no more. If you want to come say what's up, you can send me an email at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or come to Reddit and check out The Fight Back or Kratom Freedom. I'm a moderator on both of those subs and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have or check out any story you have floating around out there. So as I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.